Hey everyone, Pratiti Pathak here. Welcome to Unpacking Brain Drama, where we talk about real life experiences, the challenges and the obstacles. Sometimes we use them to block ourselves. Sometimes we use them to grow and evolve. Here's what I wanna say. Obstacles are not the things blocking our path. Obstacles are the path. So in other words, we have to grow through what we go through. So join me as we have some amazing conversations with some amazing guests. Hey everybody, welcome back to Unpacking Brain Drama. Today, I am so excited to have a very special guest. She is a young gal who is so dear to my heart, Francini Estes. She is a personal life coach for moms with special needs kids. And she is actually also starting a new program that's called Mental Moms Gym Self Designer in Portuguese. I'm so excited to hear all about that, Francini. Um, welcome to our show today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Can't wait for our conversation today. Well, as most people know that we are, that I am a life coach, you are a life coach, and we have been coaching each other for almost a year now. It's been pretty amazing journey together with you. Yes, it's been fun. It's so good to get to know people in a, you know, in a deeper and have a deeper connection because we know a lot about each other. Oh yeah, <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> Yeah, when you're digging in each other's brains, we learn we learn a lot about each other that way. That's for sure. That's for sure. So you are um, you used to be a preschool teacher. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing. Yes. Yeah, so I taught preschool for a few years. I love, love, love children, um, and I love doing that. Um, and I fell in love with the moms as well. And um, and I even fell in more in love with the moms when I started having my own kids. Um, so uh, after teaching for a few years, I decided to adopt kids. So I stopped teaching to adopt my children. And I decided I just want to stay home with them since I waited for so long to have them. And I decided to just stay home. And my love for mothers of kids in general grew and even more with kids with special needs because I adopt three kids with special needs. Wow. And um, so, yeah, all my love started when I first start, uh, start teaching preschool. And then when I start adopting my own kids, I also fostered. So I went to the foster care system and I fostered children, which I still have. Um huge love for foster foster care and um so watching those moms struggle just broke my heart and being able to be part of those moms lives and the, those kids lives is just something that stuck with me and I said I want to help what can I do to help moms and that's when when I found life coaching I said that's it that's exactly what I want to do and it, it just it's perfect. It works with my schedule being at home with my children. I can do on my when my kids are not home or so it's just it's perfect. That's pretty amazing because you know you start out with this love for working with children and helping them in their own personal growth. But what an amazing way to actually help the children through helping their moms. So yeah. it's almost like double, you know, because you get to help their children by helping their moms deal with you know, all the things that come up with having children, let alone special needs children. Now, are these um, specifically moms with special needs children that came from foster care or just any, any moms with special needs children? 
Yeah, I would I would love to answer your question, but I would like to go a little bit back because what you said was really interesting because that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, when I was teaching preschool, my idea was to touch and change those kids' lives. But what I noticed is there's just so much a teacher can do in a classroom, right? And I could impact their lives in some ways, but when they go home, that's where really it's what they're going to learn the most and swear. So that's the reason I said to reach those kids, I'm gonna, I need to reach the moms. So that's just going back to that one. And then with your question about who do I serve? So no, I do not just coach moms with, um, from the foster care, the foster, I coach, I actually just coach any, any mom, but the majority of my, my clients are moms of kids with special needs. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, you are so right. I mean, uh, I, I, I've talked to quite a few teachers and they have similar um, thing, issues to address is having to deal with the parents. Even um, a, a gal I was just talking to recently, she said she ha- she runs a day camp and she is a gym teacher. And she's, she said that it's the, it's the parents that are more, <laughs> more trouble than the kids most of the time. So I totally get that. So what, what did you in preschool when you were a teacher for preschool, was that also, was that in with special needs children as well? So it's a mix, right? Like I taught and I had a mix of children. And so I had kids that didn't have any special needs and I had a couple that because my classroom was not a special needs classroom I was not I'm not a special I was not a special needs teacher I had a special ed teacher that would come and would help me with those kids in particular you design a curriculum for them and then I would help her with that plan but I would not I'm not a special ed teacher but um but that's how and going back to, to your thing about the moms, and it's so funny because in the beginning, it was just so easy for me to judge the mom and the parent, you know, like lo- looking at the kid's behavior and what the kids are doing. It's just so easy to just jump into judgment. And then and then I, I noticed that from that place, like I wasn't helping the child or the mom. And I learned how to go into the compassion and then just learn to see, you know, what really is going on here for this mom, you know, and see from her, you know, from her side and, and try to understand her, you know, yeah. so I could help the child. So it was fun that, you know, that game that we, that, that I had to, to do really understand the mom and help the mom. So then I could have the child and it just going back to your question. No. So I did not have just special needs. I had mixed kids. And the funny thing is like, we think that the moms with special needs there, um, they have, um, they may have some needs. They're a little bit different, but it is just a little, it is kind of the same needs, but a little bit, how can I express this? They, for example, when you potty training, Every mom has like hard time potty training. The majority, there are some of the kids there are amazing. But, but the only difference, the mother would, would schedule special needs to potty train for two years instead of, or maybe five. Okay. <laughs> instead of one year. So it's kind of the same thing, but it's just a little bit longer and takes a little longer. And, well, yeah, I'm sure that the frustration probably builds up so much more. You know, if you have to be training somebody on the same exact thing for five yeah. years, um, 
that's gotta that's gotta take some take some toll out of you, you know what I mean, as a parent, because I think that uh, one thing that probably stands out for you as it does with me working with clients is so many of us, no matter what we're doing, if it's not working right away, we think we're doing it wrong, you know, and so when it comes to being a parent and you feel like you're failing as a parent, that, that really, I mean, I know anytime as a parent, I've done something wrong in my eyes where I handled something the wrong way. I yelled at my child when I, you know, really wasn't his fault, um, you know, cause he's just being a child. <laughs> you know? So all of that has got to be really, really compounded when you are um, parenting children that need special attention or more attention or lengthier attention in the same exact areas. And you're like, why aren't you getting this yet? It must be me. That's exactly right. And we know that when we believe that, and then we start living that way, right? Because if you believe you're not a good mommy, then you start acting not being a good mom and that's the reason that the judgment coming from the professionals like the teacher you know it's not helpful because then and you're just making the mom believe that she's not doing it right it's not helping her it's just making her keep believing that she's not good enough and she's going to keep staying on the same cycle instead of you know going any other race like no you are capable let's let's sit down let's you know yeah and, and help the other way. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to think that when something that you just said is like when you're a teacher, um, whether you're a teacher for a special needs child or just regular teacher or even another adult in the world, anytime you see a child that's not behaving properly, you right away go into judgment. And the first person you judge, of course, is the mom and dad, right? And mostly the mom more than the dad. So when you're coming from judgment as the teacher side on that kid, that child probably recognizes that judgment and probably has some of that same judgment going on at home. Because if you as a mother are starting to tell yourself you're not doing it right, and then you start thinking you're a bad mom, like you said, and if you start being more and more of that bad mom, you're probably judging your child. So now your child's getting it from both places. Exactly. And I, I, I'm, I'm so glad we're talking about this because that's one of the main reasons that this I start doing this because as a mother of kids with special needs, I can see a lot of judgment because the child with special needs have like lots more of temp- temper tantrum or stuff like that, especially <laughs> when you have a disability that's invisible. When you can see that the child has disability, people have more patience and they understand, but they don't, if they, it's an invisible one then the parent is even judged even more harshly, right? Because there's, why is this parent not, you know, doing this or that? Why is the child keep behaving that way? And then we start judging the parent by the child's behavior. And and that is the main thing that I talk with my moms. I'm just like, your child's behavior does not define how successful you are as a mom or how good of a mom you are. That has nothing to do as a person. And on the other side of the coin, it's really, it's, it's too heavy to put on a kid to behave so mom can feel good, yes. right? And it's like, it's heavy. A child should not be feeling like I have to be performing so mom doesn't feel sad, so mom doesn't feel bad about herself, right? It's just, so there's those two things that, that is the, 
one of the main reasons when I first came, I was just like, I'm going to help those moms because this is just not fair for the child. It's not fair for them. It's just not, it's just not right. So we have to work on that men mental shift, like the mindset, mindset shift. Yeah. It sounds like it's a, uh, it's a, it's a cycle, you know, it's something that you said um, that really stands out, which is probably something that's true for every single person listening and anybody who ever sees this, you're right. When you see a child that's handicapped, if you see a child in a wheelchair or on crutches or injured in some way, or something physically disabled, right. You can, you, you can understand why they can't hold their fork. Right. But if you can't see it, then you can't understand it. Now I have to think, that when you're coaching moms and correct me if I'm wrong is a lot is is, is a, a good portion of that coaching them on how to coach their children because you know I'm I'm sure that when a child doesn't see their own physical disability and it's invisible for them you know they might see another child that's disabled that's got a physical handicap and they don't have a physical handicap in their mind they they think something's wrong with them and then it's it like they start feeling bad about themselves and then the parents have to help them with that um, are they getting, are you a supplement to them getting therapy or are you usually the only person they have? No, I don't help them on that side. I do help the mom with their, and I do help them give them some tools because they can use the same tools that they use on themselves on a child, right? Sure. I, so that part I do, but the majority of them, of the moms, it's with dealing with their own insecurities okay. and their own, you know. And then, yeah, they do sometimes ask, how can I help my kid with dealing with this? But the most, most that hasn't showed up for me yet. And I bet it will, yeah. but I, I haven't had that many experiences in, because the majority of those kids, they already are in treatment. They are already receiving some type of treatment and the moms are the ones that are like, and how about me? I'm lost. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know, like, I don't know what to do. I I, I tried everything. I'm exhausted. I can't sleep. I just like, I lost mm. myself. I don't even know who I am anymore. It's like, it's so they, most of the time, time come for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I have so much respect for this because this is a, is a, um, a way bigger area to be working in than so many other um, areas to choose as for coaching, because, uh, this not only is affecting that parent-child relationship, though I imagine that it is difficult because family members probably also don't, don't understand. So you probably have, as a parent, less child care help with your children, even from the grandparents or aunts and uncles, because they struggle with being able to deal with it. And I'm sure that it also trickles right into helping people with their marriages, because you know, as much as moms and dads fight over raising kids to begin with, this has got to be, um, you know, a, 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 I don't want to use the word burden because it's not a burden, but in a way it, it does burden the relationship. Oh yeah. I don't have the statistic right now, but some time ago I looked it up and um, the autistic parents, parents that has kids with autism, I, it was more than 80% was in the, the, the parents were divorced. Wow. The majority of my moms are divorced. They yeah. are because the, because of the kids. So, um, and those, they are not divorced. They are struggling. So most of the time I do coach on relationships with themselves and with the spouses. So we spend a lot of time on relationship 
in general with themselves with the child with the with the spouse and, and like you said it's so true like the the my main cons, my the number one thing that people come for me is i'm lonely because again like you said you know you don't have the support of the family because they are all judging you because you shouldn't do like that or you should do that way you should not let them cry that much or should not like they have all of this advice which right and then so you have all this judgment with the family and they can't handle the child either because it's uh-huh. just they feel like it's too much for them and then they judge you the way you're doing so you don't have that friends it's really hard because they don't get you because again they do you come and say oh i'm having a hard time potty training my child your friend's like oh i know exactly how it feels it's like uh no you don't <laughs> so like they feel like they have a hard time connecting with people because they think connection comes from you know whatever the definition of connection is which is not the right definition but so I help them with the redefine what connection is and you know so they don't have friends they divorced or going through divorce or really close to getting a divorce um no friends no family so it's hard it's really lonely it's exhausting and you're doing it alone and there's the money part of it too because most of the time it is a special needs a money pit it is just a money pit and it's so much money and you're doing it on your own so you're trying to work you're trying to pay for the for all the costs of it all like all the therapies and then you have to go to all those therapies it is just yeah yeah you know what you have a like a perfect fantastic name mom's mental gym self-designer i mean it just couldn't be more perfect because that is exactly what what we normal yeah we just regular moms out there in the world we need a mental gym because it's very it can be very taxing so tell me uh what is your what what is the part that you love the most about helping these moms with their kids like what what is the transformation that you see in the end or how long does somebody normally work with you I know there's a ton of questions in there but now I love them all okay so if I forget any of those just that's okay again. that's okay uh, so um the timing right it, it depends it depends a lot and that's the reason I'm creating this mom mental gym it's a membership so you every month we talk a little bit about a different area so when one month we're going to talk about relationships right because one of the the things that we that the moms struggle with and then the next the month, next month we're going to talk about time management because it's another thing like I don't have time for all of this I have this and that and that and that and I don't have time and then you know self-care and taking care of you first and identity who am I so um it depends so that's the reason I'm creating this membership so that we can attack everything but uh, the clients that I'm seeing it right now, they just come with the specific need that they're dealing through at the moment. And like, if it's a relationship, I'm struggling in my marriage because my child with special need, you know, whatever. And then um, if it's a really specific need, we usually work through six, eight sessions. And then um, I don't, sometimes I don't even take that many. Some, it's just like, I have one that I work with her three sessions. She said, 
I just, I have a new relationship with my husband. Like, I just can't even believe it. It's just, I, I said, what? She said, after the first session, she said, they couldn't believe the difference that week, the following week. What she said, I had to come back, like, help me more. Now I need help relationship with my child. <laughs> now I need a relationship with, because that I, it just, it really, it, it's, if we do the work, it's really transformative because it's, you know, it's, Effects and and the, the the good thing is too because and then you start working a relationship and then you start seeing difference in the other parts of your life too so that's the beauty of it when you start doing the work the mental work you can apply the same tool to all the other areas right yeah to everything else so when you start so it again it depends right so it depends how many what do you need help with what do you want what do you want to get from it. That's the reason I'm creating the mental gym, because if it's something that you want to, if you, personal growth is something that it is your jam and you said, no, I'm, I want to keep going and now I want to improve my relationships. Now I want to get better with, you know, with my time management. Now I want to be more creative. Now, you know, I'm, I'm about to write a book and I want to be, access more creative, whatever, right? So that there's that for that, for you keep going, because I think we have to maintain, it's like, it's a gym for a reason, right? Because for our physical bodies, we don't go and exercise for a few months and then we're just like, I don't need it anymore. I'm super strong now. Our muscles get weak. The same thing is with our mental health, right? We need to keep exercising and keep so to maintain it. So that is another reason why I created this. So I have some clients that they go and they they feel amazing difference and they do so good. And I teach them how to self-coach and that's the amazing tool that we get because I teach them how to do the work. They don't need me. And once in a while, they pop back and say, okay, now I'm stuck on this. Can you help me with that? And that's what how I help some clients. It's just like they come do four or five, six weeks, and then they they feel like good, and they do their self-coaching. They're doing pretty good. And then they find another area that they a little bit stuck. They come back. So yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I think that the tools that we offer are so like you said transformational but they affect every single area of our lives because literally we can use the same tools for improving your business for improving your health for losing weight for uh, you know stop overdoing anything that you're overdoing right um and it helps with our relationships and when we teach the work of the relationships it changes their relationship with whoever they're trying to change your relationship with but i think that the number one thing that happens uh that that like literally like lights up this light bulb in their mind is that they transform their entire relationship with themselves so as soon as you do that you just want more because that is something that it just feels so amazing and you show up differently everywhere that you're just like, what else? What else? I want something else. I want, I, I, I start out with a person in one area. And before you know it, like you said, they want all of it. And something you said about the gym, right? I've used this analogy a lot of times. Like you have to work on your mental health for like today until the rest of your life. It's not like you go to the gym and you eat right for an entire year. And at the end of that year, you have an amazing body that's healthy and beautiful and tone and fit. And then you're just like, that's good. I no longer have to work out or eat right Bye. ever again, right? This is not something you just stop doing and then it's okay. So uh, yeah. you have to maintain your mental health. And the main thing is, is because we all have the same 
thoughts that will always come up. And the thing that we probably do the most through any of those thoughts is judge ourselves. And the minute we start judging ourselves, we automatically think the rest of the world is judging us. And that's where majority of the problems start. Yes, you, you, exactly. It is the, the self-judgment. Self you just keep on. Yeah, that exactly. That's exactly what it is. And yeah. then you change you, you, just like you said, when you know, when you start seeing you changing your relationship with yourself you can help but you change your relationship with the world with everything how you see life you start you start seeing life through different lenses and it's amazing how everything changes its color it's more colorful and everything it's it's you know because you changing your lenses through how you see life when you change your relationship with yourself really some of the comments what other people makes it doesn't even it doesn't affect you anymore because you don't believe in it because you have such a strong relationship with yourself, right? And that's one one of the tools that I, that I offer my clients. I teach them how to just develop this love with yourself and just be so, uh, love yourself so much that you don't need other people to meet your own needs. You just meet your own needs and you can count on yourself, right? And you just like, I'm here for me so I don't need anybody else, right? And if I get, somebody else great it's a bonus but it's not a need it's just an addition right and that's that's when I start seeing most transformation it's when the moms start understanding who they are they find themselves and start loving on them first and then everything changes everything changes it yeah, is, I mean, is. how amazing would that be for us? I wish I would have been able to tap into this knowledge and wisdom as a young mother, because as a mom in general, we tend to lose ourselves mm -hmm. just in being wives and mothers, right? And we, especially women, we, we either dive into just taking care of husband, kids, household. And then on top of that, if we have a career, it's like, this is all the labels that we give ourselves. We're so-and-so's mom. We're so-and-so's husband. This is what I do for work. <laughs> it's not like we have our own identity. It's not like we just say, I'm Pratiti. <laughs> we label ourselves by, by who we belong to out there in the world. And whether it's our careers or the people in our lives and what happens as did happen to me is I lost my child and then I didn't know who I was. And I imagine that happens for most women, even through divorce, because I also went through divorce. So it's like you lose yourself and, and your identity and you almost feel like you're starting over again from scratch, refiguring out who you are. Exactly. Cause see, because you thought that you were a wife, you were the mom. And that's not who you are. That's just one of the things that you do, right? And it's one, um, that's what happens to you with the moms when the kids get married, right? Mm. And there's no more kids in the house. And it's yes. just, especially those kids that need a whole lot of care. And so you dedicating basically your whole life to this kids 24 seven, literally, you don't basically sleep with the kid. And then now, you know, some of the skits that there's their special needs are not so great that they, they they can get out of the house, right? That they are going to college now and they live in a dorm and they got their, their job. And now you just have this emptiness. Like, it's just like the whole, it's just empty. That's what the moms tell me. It's just like, 
it's just had this hole inside of me. It's like, who am I? I lost me. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, you, ne- you didn't lose you. You just didn't know who you, you are. You just didn't never knew who you really are. And that's what it is. So let's go find it. And it's within you. It's you can find it. It's the answer is within you. It's not out there somewhere. It's just like, and that's what we do. We go deep in and then find what's in there. Like, yeah, because we, it's still there. It's still there. We just chose yeah. not to look at it anymore. Yes. We chose to like put it in a closet, wrap it up with a pretty bow and, and not look at it anymore. And yeah, it, yeah. yeah. That, you know what? The work you're doing is amazing. Thank you so much. I have had the most amazing time working with you for almost a year now. I can't believe it. And I hope and, you know, look forward to continuing our work together. But thank you very much for this amazing conversation. No, thank you. Thank you. This has been amazing talking with you and getting to know you. And thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for thinking of me. Absolutely. And before I let you go, where can moms find you if they want to work together with you so you can help them through all of their brain drama? Yes. So I have my website. It's FrancineEstes.com. They can find me on Instagram, FrancineEstes Coaching, and also on Facebook as FrancineEstes Coaching. Awesome. And I will put all those links below so that they can reach out to you. And can they just go onto your website and sign up or um, can they reach out to you even through your website? Yep, they can sign up for a free session. If you're listening to this, you go there and sign up for a free session with me. You can just click the button, sign up for a free session, and we're set, ready to go. Thank you so much, Francini. Thank you. Nice seeing you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Unpacking Brain Drama Podcast. You'll find links for all the things mentioned below in the show notes. And it would be incredibly awesome if you would take a quick moment to leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. If you'd like to be considered as a guest on our podcast, be sure to go to www.resultsbydesigncoaching.com for a free 30-minute coaching session. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time.